Welcome to episode 64 of the Blake Mayfield podcast. I am your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here today for the millionth time with Alec White. Al, how are you, man? I'm good. How you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, good today. Yeah. Good, good, I have good. my coffee and whatnot, and okay. I'm going to go wear a CPAP mask in the sleep center tonight, but... You know, things uh, things are looking up. Um, I want to shout out the Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcast listeners. Thank you guys very much for listening, downloading, uh, giving praise, talking shit, doing whatever you do with the podcast. Whatever you do, I appreciate it because it means, you know, attention. And uh, without further ado, let's get into it. So we're going to lead off the program today. We have a very special edition. We're going to do like a top five best and worst list as far as like this podcast goes and just as far as the world goes in 2020. Um there actually was some good, if you can really believe that, in this year. But we're going to lead off with the Vikings and Buccaneers game. Uh, the Vikings and Bucks played each other last Sunday, and the Bucks won 26-14. to 14. Is that the score? Hey, that sounds right. Yeah, something like that. Um, I'll let you go first. After the Jags-Vikings game, did the Vikings look that great to you? And which one of these teams will make the playoffs in the NFC, you think? I mean, if I had to bet on one team, it would be the Bucks, just simply because of TV 12. But the Vikings, I think, are... I don't want to say a good football team, but they're not a bad football team. Um, really, it honestly just depends on how Kirk's going to play because it's either going to be he's either going to look like a JV backup quarterback or he's going to look like a, a pro bowler. So, I mean, it's uh, – and then Vikings fans, I, I feel so sorry for you guys as far as kickers go. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's not ignore that. I mean <laughs> – The PTSD is absolutely – it's insane. Yeah. I mean I, – I couldn't imagine. I mean, I feel – very fortunate. Well, not this year because Josh Lambeau's been hurt, but uh, that the Jaguars have such a reliable kicker. Because man, when I watch some kickers, I'm like, geez, it's it's painful. Like you you hold your breath almost when they line up. But like with, jo- <laughs> with Josh Lambeau, he lines up, and I'm like, it's going in. Right. He hasn't missed under 40 yards at home, so I'm like, he's money. They're so cursed that the most accurate kicker in NFL history, statistically speaking. Shanks field goals like he's Blair Walsh. I mean that damn, <laughs> that damn Bailey miss against the Jags at the end of regulation, dude. I mean I was laughing so hard because you, you knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, like you can see it coming. It's just I I don't know whether to feel bad, whether to laugh. I mean, if I was a fan of the Vikings, and I mean that is the all-time torture move. Now the Blair Walsh miss. Now, of course, a couple years later they had the Minneapolis miracle, went to the NFC Championship. You know they were on the right side of history for once. But yeah. it's like that happens to the Vikings if you look back in their franchise history all the time. Um, and I mean it's just funny because it's like you know once Dan Bailey was a free agent and they got him, it's like oh they finally have a reliable kicker. The guy missed three uh, kicks, and an right? Extra point. Yeah, well, I thought it was, what, three extra points in a field goal, or was it two field goals in a... I think it was three field goals in an extra point. <laughs> he missed from 36, 46, and 54. 54 is understandable. I can get 54. Yeah. Missing from 36? I mean, that's damn near the PAT. And then he yeah. missed PATs. They literally would have won that football game yeah. if it wasn't Left for that. 10 points on the board. And that bullshit pass interference call was absolutely yeah. terrible. I mean, at the end of the first half, it, that's just one of those Tom Brady, you know, he's it's, in Goodell's yeah. back pocket calls, you know. Um, it was a good game overall. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the best game of the week to me. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a slow week, it too. It was a really weird week. I, wasn't I think it a was fan. maybe because we did a pod early in the morning, so we were all kind of just sluggish. But it was a really weird week. I don't I, know. Even Steelers-Bills. Like, yeah. I actually went down to the old employer and watched it with George. And, like, it just wasn't that great of a game past half. I think halftime it was, like, 7-3. to three, And then start of the second half, Ben throws the pick six. Mm-hmm. They miss a PAT, so it's 9-7. And then I think Steelers go three and out or something like that. And then Bills get the ball back, score a touchdown. And from there, it was like, okay, the momentum's totally shift. Uh, Your favorite NFL player, Juju, scored a touchdown. He did not run to the logo, though. 
No, he did dance on the logo pregame though, and I, I, I have seen on Twitter there is a, that, he's gonna get freaking clocked if he does that again. I guarantee it. Because Collinsworth brought it up. He's yeah. like, you know, Juju Smith Schuster and the logo, and you know, it's like. I don't know why they brought it up, to be honest with you, because he well, made it sound like it was a good thing. I'm like... And Juju goes out... He's, he, he he does it the bitch way. He goes out and does it when the punters and kickers are warming up. Like, if you want to look like a badass and make yourself feel cool, go out and do it when everybody's out there. Yeah, do it when you score. I don't, I don't give a fuck if you're a TikTok influencer. You're a fucking NFL player. That's your job. TikTok influencer. What is he influencing? That's my... Like, what? I don't know. Someone to dance? I mean, it's good to dance, I guess. It's, you know, it's good for, like, blood pressure and shit I hear. But, like, I don't know what you're trying to, like, influence if you're Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, I, I don't want to say he's turning into AB because AB went off the fucking rails for about 24 or 36 months there. But... I mean, yeah. Juju's ego is getting really big, man. And I mean, I'm sorry, I don't even know if he's the best receiver on his own team. He's not. I think Deontay Johnson's the most valuable receiver. He's had a drop problem lately, but I, I think he's better than Juju. He's had a good year. Yeah. And Claypool catches all the touchdowns. I mean, he doesn't really get much in the open field, but like in the red zone, it's you know what's he's coming. A we- he's a weapon in the red zone. Yeah, absolutely. And he's gonna be a great receiver for years to come. Um, does he still have more touchdowns than Jefferson, or are they tied? Because Jefferson had one last week. Um. I think Clay. They might be tied now, actually, because I don't think Claypool caught one. I think they're both like what nine and nine, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean those are those are two insane rookie years for receivers. Do you think it's gonna be Herbert or Jefferson that wins the rookie of the year? I'm gonna go Jefferson. Really? I think Herbert's team is kind of, and Herbert's had a couple slow weeks the last couple weeks. And if one, if we know one thing about these awards, it's whoever heats up at the end of the year. I mean, you got to be good all year, but whoever has that last that last hit towards the end of the year. That's who usually wins those awards. Um, and, you know, t- in tomorrow's game, Herbert doesn't have Keenan Allen, it looks like. And tonight. Oh, oh, it is tonight. Yeah, That's right. tonight. It looks like Keenan Allen's not playing. Mike Williams isn't playing. So, I mean, he's I – I just don't see it. I think Jefferson's going to win. I mean, just what we've seen out of Jefferson, you don't see that out of rookie receivers in nine starts. I mean, he's played in every game, but he's only started nine or ten games. I mean, we've seen what Herbert's doing by other quarterbacks, but – what Jefferson's doing is unreal. I agree. I, the Vikings fans really don't regret trading Diggs, but I can no. make a case Diggs is the best receiver in the AFC. I was talking to George about it, and he was saying, and we always and shout out to George because we always bring up your ass in all these podcasts. Uh, I was talking to him about it, and he told me that Odell is the best AFC receiver besides um, uh, Tyreek Hill. And I, I just I couldn't believe that because he's literally a Ewing theory guy. I mean, the Browns have won, I think, every game but the Raven game since he went out. Yeah. So I, I just I don't see it. I think Jarvis is the best receiver on that team personally. I mean, Odell's maybe the most talented receiver. And he's definitely one of the most talented in the league. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Odell is trash or nothing like that. I've just never really been a big fan. I think that, you know, everyone always says, oh, his situations aren't great. He's not in great situations. He's the one that makes them bad situations. I mean, I'll give you Eli Manning at the end of his career. Okay. I agree. Uh, Whatever. But you were with Cleveland last year. And I feel like if you weren't part of the problem, you were not part of the solution. Yep. And I think with Baker, it may be a little bit on him, too, because he – may feel the pressure to constantly target Odell and constantly have to feel like he gives him the ball and makes it to where Hooper uh, and Joku, you know, the running game is going to be what it's going to be, but he loves throwing those screen passes and the yep. wheel routes to Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb out of the backfield. Yeah. I think when Odell's out there, it kind of throws off his psyche. I think he's a lot more comfortable with who he has. And, I mean, look, shout out to Baker. I mean, I'm not one to sit here and not give credit. He looked phenomenal on Monday he night. He did. That, that game was... I didn't catch that game. Oh, man, that was that was one of the best games I've watched. That's 100%. what everyone says. 
hundred percent. That I, was one of the best games I've watched. I missed it, man. I, was, I missed it. That was a really, really good game. It seems like all Sunday we were waiting for that kind of game, and uh, it came Monday yep. night. Yep. Um, I had the Browns winning personally, and then you know Justin Tucker with one second left makes the field goal, and then I guess they got a safety at the very end. The Ravens did, which yeah, is, it's funny because they they ended up winning by five, and the betting line was Browns three and a half. So if they would have won by or lost by three, everyone would have you know at least pushed and kept their money. But people were flipping out because they were like you know, on a hook and ladder, lost a bunch of money. That's why Which I don't do funny. that. Because that would happen to me every week. I guarantee it. <laughs> um, real quick, let's do some fantasy football playoff yeah, picture stuff. So we touched on it in the last podcast, which was Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. It's Thursday afternoon. This is going to go up probably as soon as we're done recording it. Um, and I'll post it everywhere tonight and stuff like that. But um, you have Revenge. Taurus 19. Changed my team name in preparation for this matchup. Well, what's the new team name? Revenge of Dustache. Is it Dustache? Yeah, because there wasn't enough characters to let me put the... <laughs> Revenge of Dustache. <laughs> um, which, if you guys didn't know, my team name was Minshew's Mustache, so... He's a Jaguar fan. Yeah. In case you didn't get that from the last 15 pods. Um, um, I'll let you go ahead, man. What do you think is going to happen in your fantasy match? Uh, I'm projected to lose by seven currently. Uh, I'm, I'm going really bold, honestly. I, uh, I picked up T.Y. Hilton, and I'm starting T.Y. Hilton this week because he's went off the last couple weeks. Um, I think him and Philip Rivers finally have a connection. And, I mean, if we all have opinions on T.Y. Hilton. But when T.Y. Hilton's a f- used effectively, he's a great receiver. He's been a pro bowler in the past. I mean, granted, it was with Andrew Luck, but Phil- Philip Rivers can throw a football. I mean, it's not like he can't. But he's had let – me, let me click on his name here real quick. He's had uh, 25 last week and 21 the week before. He's playing the Texans, who he put 21 up against two weeks ago. So, I mean, it's a great matchup for me. And, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling confident, but at the same time, I'm terrified because I, I don't want to lose. So Do you think you're going to lose, really? Do you have well, a bad feeling? My, my two best players, Cook and Robinson, have bad matchups. Cook's against the Bears, who he never does anything against the Bears. Mm. And then J-Rob's against the Ravens, who have a good defense. So, I mean, it's really going to be predicated on what those two guys do. Uh, and, of course, I had to pick up a tight end because Noah Fant is sick. So he's not playing, it looks like. Is Kittle uh, back? Kittle is designated to return, but I don't think he's playing this week. So I'm playing uh, Irv Smith Jr. Who does he play for? The Vikings. You don't hear Seth yell that every fucking Sunday? <laughs> Irv. Oh, my God. Okay, now that I know what you're talking about, yeah. Irv. But yeah, I mean, you know, I my team was so much better at the in the middle of the year. I kind of hit the panic button a little bit, made some trades. Um, I mean, I kick, I'm kicking myself a little bit now, but... It is what it is. I gotta, gotta take it on the chin. Brady's bunch versus Trevor Lawrence, two K twenty one. Which I don't know why that's still his name. That's kind of a dumb name because his team's won like eight games now. But um, what do you think's gonna happen there? Is Brady's bunch gonna come through as a sixth seed and uh, and pull off a championship run? Or I don't think he's gonna pull off a championship run. Uh, that defense is really good, but those defensive backs are really bad. Um, I'm honestly surprised Jefferson and Thielen didn't absolutely just obliterate them last week. But again, then again, it's Kirk Cousins, so you know it is what it is. Right. But um, on the road. Yeah, that's <laughs> with, the cannons, with the cannons going off. <laughs> oh my God! Why do we have to bring up the cannons? Uh, uh. But yeah, I mean, he he could very well go in and win a Super Bowl. I mean, it's Tom Brady. I, I it wouldn't surprise me. But at the same time, I just don't see it. I think the a- the AFC is too loaded. He might come out of the NFC, but I don't I don't even see him getting past Rodgers. Roger. I was talking about fantasy. Oh, fantasy? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about... Sorry, yeah, okay. Brady's bunch versus oh, okay. Seth's okay. team. Yeah, but I mean, that's, I mean, you know, 
Okay. Uh, that's a fair point. As far too. as fantasy goes, uh, I don't know. My dad's team can put up so many points in a week. I mean, it's like either boom or bust with his team. But we'll he had like what 160 last week. He had yeah. some outrageous number. I mean, he's got Tyreek Hill who apparently can drop 60 in a game. So yeah. That, that's we'll still see. one of the craziest stat lines I've ever seen at the end of, like, the first half. Yeah, I thought I had that game in the bag, and then Tyreek Hill comes and puts up 60. I'm like, okay. Mike Evans, 20. Yeah, I was like, all right. It's just like, yeah, Brady had, like, I think 20, 25 as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as the playoffs go, I, I I want to say I have George and Brady's bunch. I just, I, I don't know. I don't think Brady's bunch could do it, man. And Tatanka B, I got a bone to pick. How the fuck... Can you give up Miami's defense while they're the hottest defense in the league, the best defense in the league, and you're in the midst of a playoff run? Granted, you lost last week. I know you don't have a shot at the title now. You're fighting for, what, fifth or fourth or whatever the fuck it is. But, I mean, talk about just giving up on a season. You really gave the best guy who was already loaded even – it's like when the Warriors got KD. Wait, who got Miami's defense? Seth. Really? Yes. That's what I put in the group chat yesterday. I I thought Seth gave him up. Fuck no. Tatanka B gave up Miami's defense for Carolina's. Oh, God. And now Seth picked him up. He's like, I I saw they were available. I was like, well, fuck, I would have picked him up too. Tatanka B, what the fuck are you doing? I don't know if you listen to this podcast. What the fuck were you thinking? That's all I want to know, okay? And before I I get really upset about it, because I I just, how boneheaded. Like, talk about just fucking panicking and giving up, dude. Jesus fucking Christ. Even I haven't dropped my knees like that yet. I haven't dropped any fucking... I haven't dropped Baltimore's defense. I haven't dropped Rodgers. That's like if I dropped Rodgers. I'll take Rodgers. I know, exactly. Anyone <laughs> will take Miami's defense. Xavier Howard has nine picks. He's going to end with 11, 12 picks on the year, probably. Yeah. They have favorable matchups. Whatever, man. Tatanka, what the fuck? Um, Seth, it looks like it's your league to lose, honestly. honestly I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's literally... It is your year to lose. If you lose to George or Brady's Bunch or even you, if you guys play... Uh, in week 16, then I, it's, it's going to be a disaster of a season. I mean, it's like Warriors going 73-9. and nine. I mean, you've been the favorites the entire time. Everyone knows it. Um, and you haven't won in your league before. I mean, if, if there's a year to do it, it's this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I maybe we can get him back on. I don't know. I do want it to backfire just because he literally waited to come on the pod just to say I'm only here to talk shit, which I figured, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's cool. Uh, I just hope I can play back that film to him and be like, how would that pan out for you? Um, anything else for fantasy football playoffs? No, Vikings, Bucks? No. All right, let's get to the shits, man. Let's get to the shits. So it's the end of 2020. Thank God. It's yeah. been like the second worst year, maybe even tied for first of my fucking life. I don't know how you feel about the year. I, You've had a decent year, it seems like, honestly. It's been all right, yeah. You know, uh, you know at least you like aren't lonely in the middle of the pandemic like I am. Um, so we're going to do some top five lists. We're going to do some worst five lists. But we want to start off, I don't know if you have a list of the best pods from this year. It's fine if you don't. It's Yeah, you know. I, I didn't really prepare one. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I think we both know which one the best one is. So. <laughs> Definitely. So for all my lists, I'm going to go from five or three to one. Um, so year in review, the, this podcast, three best episodes, we didn't do this last year, but there were definitely some nominees. Um, I was listening back to episode 20, which was the guts episode. And let me tell you, dude, we were really bad. (laughs) It was really, I mean, I was bad. I was like, I was just laughing at everything, fucking wheezing all over. I was like, Jesus Christ, I will never listen to this shit now. 
Um, hopefully it's a little better for the listeners and stuff these days. I think it is. It's starting yeah. to catch a little bit of steam. Uh, thank you to Ken for helping out with that. I think after yeah. that one, people have started to pay attention and whatnot. Awesome. Um, and then real quick, I also have a very special guest coming on next week. I don't want to reveal it yet, oh. but uh, I'm not bullshitting, and I'll tell you after we're done recording. Okay. Uh, this is probably my biggest podcast to date, and that includes the Ken one. That includes the one with uh, Billy Pilgrim, the one with Penny from Players Pizza. This is probably the biggest one I've had yet. So um, anyway, save that for next week. Best podcast from this year for the Blake Mayfield podcast. So number three, I actually have a shout-out to Max Kleiber, uh, Self Love with Max Kleiber. That was one of my favorite episodes. I don't know if you listened to it. It's fine if you didn't. I didn't listen to it. I remember I reposted because all summer long I really had nothing going on because of COVID and stuff like that. I didn't post for about three months, three and a half months. I was also going through a lot that I've expressed on this podcast in the last few weeks. Um, and I decided to kind of go into the vault and pull out some old episodes that I knew I hadn't hadn't uploaded to the new page yet. And this one was one with Max Kleiber and Jordan Moran from March 4th, 2016. And I remember the exact date just because um, I felt at the time that was like my biggest podcast. And I think that was my first podcast like ever like actually captured. Um, we did one a week before that that was probably still one of the greatest podcasts I've ever recorded. And for whatever reason... Uh, I think we did it off of Jordan's phone or something like that, and he was never able to really send it to me, which is fine. But shout out to those guys. They were really nice for doing that for me four years ago. After I listened to it, Max listened to it, talked to Jordan about it, I was like, hey, like, what do you think about coming on you know, this summer? I was like, I know you're doing stuff in Hollywood. I know you're like uh, Post Malone's uh, beer guy for his alcohol runs and stuff like that, but it'd be really cool if you'd come on. I'd really appreciate it. And uh, you know, thank you to him. He said yes, and it was really nice. It was a good podcast. I, there was tons of stuff to talk about. We talked about if the Warriors were going to get Giannis, which obviously now he's going back to Milwaukee. Uh, mm-hmm. But this was also six months ago. We talked about all the protests and stuff that were going on because that was you know right when it all happened. Right. We talked about how COVID affected the film industry and what he was up to. He said he was getting close to doing stuff for Dreamville, which is J. Cole's record label. And then, you know, March hit and that was the end of everything. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it was a really good episode, and I'm really proud of that one. And thank you to Max again. I I, I do view him kind of like how I view you as kind of like a, a big brother, someone that like mm-hmm. just you know supports and stuff like that, and it's really nice. So check out the self love episode. That's episode 44, I believe. Number two is episode 47, the Plandemic with uh, Stephen Al. That was the last time we had Steve on. And that was the first time we had us three together in nine months. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a really good pod. Looking back, I listened to it back here and there when I'm bored and stuff. I don't know if you listened to yeah. that episode back. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually pretty good. I was like, no, oh, I'm actually pretty proud of this one. And, like, it wasn't that long of a pod. I mean, we've done pods where it's, like, two and a half hours and it's yeah. just fucking bloated. That one was, like, an hour 15. Uh, it's an easy listen all the way through. Um and yeah, I just I'm really proud of that one. I thought it was one of the funnier ones, and I just thought we covered a lot of ground in that episode as well. Um, so the pandemic episode 47, number one. Man, this one takes the cake. <laughs> I listen to this one once a week. I, I I don't even care that I listen to my own shit as much as I do. I feel like Kanye when I say that. But episode 54, pandemic P. Uh, this episode contains the greatest rant I've ever had. I think in my entire life, as far as accuracy, as far as just like just tone and just eviscerating some sorry ass players and coaches. Um, I thought you were really good on it. I thought we covered a lot of shit. We did the Travis Scott McDonald's deal at the mm-hmm. end. Um, I just I, I was really happy about that one. That is episode fifty four, Pandemic P. I since you listened to it again, what do you think about Pandemic P? That's my favorite one. I mean, I like to listen to you just go fucking insane. <laughs> it was it, it's 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 pretty funny, honestly. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I I just think that was by far our best, in my opinion. Oh my god! I just like looking back, I was like. 
and mind you, at the time, I was like, I was pretty high off some stuff, and I was like, damn, that's actually a really good podcast, though. Yeah. Like, I was, I, <laughs> I don't know how I had all that shit. I had no things on my laptop, nothing. I, I was just all off the dome. And man, was I fucking eviscerating those sorry clippers, man. Um, I'm really proud of that one. But I just thought overall it was a good episode. Like, the first yeah. part of it, we talked about, you know, NFL review and stuff like that. And then we got into the collapse, and then we got into, um, picks and stuff like that mm-hmm. and just fantasy football now you know it was week one so a yeah. lot of things were different for me personally in the scope right. of fantasy uh, i missed the playoffs if you guys didn't know but yeah I, I really like that one a lot it's the funniest one i think we cover the most ground it has the best content it's an hour and 20 minutes we talk about all sorts of stuff so if you guys haven't listened to any of those it's episode 44 47 and 54 uh those are my three favorites from this year um, do you have any besides pandemic p that you like i mean you said the pandemic was one of your that was favorite good one. ones uh no, those are my two favorites, honestly. I just feel bad because in the pandemic episode, you weren't talking much. I was like, damn, this is like, you know, I just, I don't know. I feel like we weren't incorporating you enough. But, like, whenever you would chime in, it would be, like, really, like, yeah. good stuff, I felt yeah. like. Yeah. And then, I, dude, in episode 54, I mean, that's still the funniest one-liner I could ever remember on a podcast. I was sitting there going off about Chris Paul going vegan. And then here comes Al. <laughs> <laughs> saying that, uh, yeah, he's not eating chicken wings with Harden and Lou Will. And then it just, like, it's a straight wheeze laugh for me. I just, uh, it's not that funny looking back. If you listen to it in real time on the pod, it might be funny. But I just remember that moment in particular because it was just, I was not expecting you to say that shit. <laughs> but it's, like, it's so true. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Harden and Lou Will. Um, all right, so let's get to the top five 2020 list. Uh, I feel like I've been talking for a while. I'll let you go on who had the best uh, 2020 so far. This is not just sports. This is whatever we think, but the lists are our creation, so go ahead. I mean, I'll throw, I'll throw one out there. Um, Zion Williamson, obvious winner this year. Um, I mean, the dudes had the LeBron-esque hype coming out of college. Um, I mean, the dude didn't even play a game, and he was sh- signing Jordan deals. I mean, he was on commercials. I mean, it was it was it was nothing like I'd ever seen before. Um, and I mean, the kid's what 19, 20, maybe I think he's twenty. Yeah. I mean, I mean, granted, he's got some stuff he's got to do before he becomes a great basketball player. But I think as far as who had a great year, I think he's right at the top of the list. And I mean, it's kind of easy for me to focus on him because as a sports card collector, he's kind of the person that changed literally every Zion changed the sports card industry. He's the reason it's so expensive. Because everybody wanted his cards. That's how popular Zion is. Um, I mean, you know, he's the biggest social media guy we've had, like, as far as hype goes coming in. Because LeBron, obviously, when he was coming in, social media wasn't really a thing. Not Juju? Fuck Juju. I can't stand Juju. (laughs) But um, he's going to be my losers. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, (laughs) I mean, one winner for me is definitely Zion. Do you have, like, a top five list or anything like that? Or or is is he just the number one guy, you think, as far as who had best year? I mean, as far as, like, mine's kind of like more sports go. Um, another one for me is Andy Reid. Andy Reid is somebody, mm. I guess technically his Super Bowl was 2019, huh? No, that oh, one was 2020, February. Right. Yeah, um, February 1st or something. He, yeah. got, he got it right before COVID hit. Um, I mean, talk about someone that deserves a ring, and he's right at the top of every list. Uh, he, he stuck it through. I mean, Alex Smith was there for a while, and, you know, Alex Smith was a good quarterback when he was there. But he trusted his gut, went with Mahomes, traded Alex Smith, who was playing great when they traded him. Um, and, I mean, it paid off, and Andy Reid now signed a big extension. He's making more money. I mean, you can't really win much more than that, in my opinion. Also got the biggest cheeseburger he ever got that night, I guess. Yeah. 
Like you said, I'm going for cheeseburgers. I don't blame them. I do the same thing. <laughs> That's celebratory food right there. And then uh, another winner, the 17-18 uh, the NBA draft class, which is loaded with stars, um, have already had four players sign max contract extensions, which is insane, uh, which is, I believe, a four- or five-year, $156 million deal, um, which the four have been Mitchell, Tatum, Fox, and Adebayo. And I think there's going to be more, but they're more long-term winners because they're going to be eligible for the, for the super max extension, which in the is, middle of their primes. Yeah, they'll all be 28 years old when they're ready for that extension. So, I mean, just those 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 guys are another group of winners who I guess technically win this year, but they're going to win a, a lot down down the road. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, definitely not. Not the Kings. I mean, they're winners because they signed De'Aaron Fox, but... <laughs> uh, you want to talk about your boy Bagwell? I mean, I, I wouldn't really call him a winner, but... I, oh, I, I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just talking as far as, like, uh, what, what you expect from him this season and whatnot. I mean, I told you, I expect... I fully expect 15 to 17 points per game, 10 rebounds a game. Um, he's looked He looked really good in the first preseason game. going to watch him again tonight, see how he looks. Um, the kid is oozing with talent. I mean, and I've got a lot of money invested in this guy. Uh, I think he's going to be a really good player if he can stay healthy. He spent all offseason working on his shot, getting stronger, get, getting his body right. Because, um, I mean, for a 19-year-old kid to be six foot ten and not even fully grown yet, I mean, there's going to be – you're going to get injured. That's just how your body works. Uh, but I, th- I, I think he's going to be really good in the long term, and I'm going to make a lot of money off that boy. You looking forward to it? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Price, so, price is already going up. So I guess we'll we'll save the worst for last okay. uh, as far because I, I'm 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 just gonna go in on who had the worst years. Um, I'm gonna start off five to one. I got a top five list. Five I got Amazon, uh, specifically Jeff Bezos because I feel like nobody benefited from the <laughs> yeah, pandemic more than true. Jeff Bezos did. Uh, Amazon Prime until I get my cards. Amazon Prime for like everything. I mean for insoles for my shoes. No matter what it is, Jeff Bezos he won. I think his net worth went from like. Like two hundred something billion to like five or six hundred billion just in this year. It's absolutely insane. That company and they treat their employees like shit. Uh, and for whatever reason, I still buy from them. But you know, whatever. I guess people still support Walmart. So uh, number five is Amazon. I gotta give it to you guys. You guys made a ton of money this year. Um, and I shout out to Amazon. I guess uh, that's what uh, that's all I got from them. Number four. I got my guy. I got my boy, Pete Davidson. Uh, I'm a really big Pete Davidson fan. I think he's a really funny guy. Uh, he's in his mid-20s. He's not much older than even me and you are. Um, you know, all, all of us know his dating history and all, you know, his mental health struggles and his story and stuff like that. I just think the guy's kind of like one of those American stories that is really hard to come by, but it's a story only made in America. I mean, your dad passes at 7, you know, he was a firefighter in 9-11. You make Saturday Night Live at 20 years old. I mean, it's like he was younger than us when he made Saturday Night Live. One of the greatest sketch shows ever. You know, I mean, everyone knows what Saturday Night Live is. He gets to rub shoulders with all these different, not only chicks, but just famous people and producers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. His movie with Judd Apatow directing and Bill Burr, uh, King of Staten Island, was really good this year. He had a Netflix stand-up that came out this year. He had another movie that came out on Hulu that was really good. Um, I just feel like the guy's having a really fun time and he said he's finally sober he's not depressed anymore he's gotten over like his dad's death doing all of his work and stuff like that and quarantine really helped him out um 
So I just wanted to kind of give him a shout out. And Pete Davidson, dude, I've been trying to reach out to your agent all fucking year for a podcast. As asinine as that sounds, I don't care what anyone thinks. I've been trying to reach out because I want to talk to you. It's not about any girlfriend bullshit. I'm not trying to do what the normal press does. I want to have like a real conversation. Um, so Pete Davidson, if you're hearing this, which I doubt you are because you have way better shit going on in your life. Uh, please, man, I, I would love to get you on the phone or something like that. But I got Pete Davidson at number four. Uh, I think that he was really hated on because he was fucking Ariana Grande, you know, a couple years ago, and people really just didn't like him because of that. And because he did kind of rub it into everybody. But, I mean, shit, man, I would too. Yeah. If I was considered, like, this depressed loser my entire life and all of a sudden I pulled J-Lo or something, yeah, I'm yeah. shoving it in everyone's face that never liked me. I, I just, you know, I, I have no shame admitting that. Um, and I, for whatever reason, man, like, the hate didn't stop for him. And I feel like now people are kind of coming around to him and his talent – um, and the guy is only 27. He just turned 27. He has a long career ahead of him. He already has a Judd Apatow movie under his belt, which, I mean, he only has made like 10 movies. So that's a pretty impressive feat. Um, and everyone knows that name. I mean, you know, Knocked yeah. Up, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Trainwreck. All those are great movies. So uh, I want to give P. Davidson a shout-out, and I think he had a great year, man. You're my number four spot. Number three, uh, Michael Jordan. Between The Last Dance, between all this stuff getting auctioned, uh, I think – a pair of Jordan 1s that he wore in the garden in 98 got auctioned off for, I think, like $4 million this year or something like that. I mean, just – and, I mean, he literally bled in those shoes in the middle mm-hmm. of that game. I mean, it's like his blood is in those sneakers. And they so – I mean, it's Michael Jordan. I, I literally went into Compass Sports Cards and got a Jordan card the first day I could just because I think it would be worth some money. Uh, I'd come to find out it's not worth much, but it's still a Jordan card. I'm still cool with it. I still think it's really nice to have um, – I just think between the documentary and the Hornets getting LaMelo Ball, mm-hmm. uh, they signed Gordon Hayward to that max extension, for, or not extension, but a max contract for whatever reason they gave him all that money. But I don't think he's had that bad of a year at all. I think that Jordan's brand, and I think he got reintroduced to people our age and whatnot. And um, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Like, I, There's a lot of great cases for him to beat the GOAT, and it, it takes watching the 10-hour documentary to kind of really sit down and look at what he did. But, um, I mean, he made Nike. And that's not, you know, Nike was nothing before Jordan. They projected that they'd make $3 million his rookie year off of Jordan's. Guess how much they made? Hmm. You know, $400 million. In 1985, Jordan's were $40 a pair. This motherfucker made $400 million. He made Phil Knight who he is. He made that company what it is. And, I mean, look, as much as I love LeBron James, Kobe, whatever, no athlete since then has made a brand the way Jordan made, literally made Nike what it was. Um, you know, he is the swoosh. He is the, the the Nike sign. And I think he's had a phenomenal 2020. And I think it's probably the best year he's had in a long time. I mean, he's usually, he stays away from the press. He mm-hmm. kind of does what he, you know, he just spends his fortune the way he spends his fortune. Um and also, he had the uh, Cigar Aficionado interview that came out, and that made a lot of press. He's just done a lot of interviews and stuff this year that he normally doesn't do. He was on Good Morning America with um, uh, Robin Williams. Not okay. Robin Williams. Jesus Christ. I know, I know you're talking uh, Yeah. Robin uh, Roberts. Yeah, yes, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Robin, uh, recipes, Robin Williams. Um, so, yeah, I, I just I think Michael Jordan had a phenomenal year. He's in my number three spot. He's made a ton of cash this year. Number two, I have The Weeknd. Uh, this guy put out his album, after Hours in March, and he's had two or three number one singles off it, including Heartless, In Your Eyes, and of course, Blinding Lights. He got booked this year to do Super Bowl 55's halftime show in February uh, from Jay-Z, who does the halftime shows for the NFL now. Um, I just think he's had a phenomenal year. I think he's had the biggest song of the year across the globe. Uh, he canceled his tour because of COVID, which really sucks. But I do plan on going to see him once the vaccines are distributed and once people are back in stadiums and stuff like that. I think it'll be this time next year, probably. Probably. Um, 
I, got, I missed him on the Starboy tour, but I really want to go see him in concert and just have a good time and whatnot. I just think he's had a phenomenal year. After Hours, the album alone made $15 million off streaming, which was number five in the world this year. That's a lot of money to make off streaming services because yeah. each stream is worth like one-third of a penny or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's a, quite a bit of money. Um, he had the most pre-orders of any album ever on Apple Music leading up to the uh, After Hours release. And also, his album came out the week COVID basically shut down the entire world, it seemed like, but definitely shut down America. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that was the perfect quarantine album. I remember I was going to and from. I was still smoking a bunch of weed. I was still doing what I was doing. But I remember I would be bumping that album when I got home and stuff like that. And it's great nighttime music. It's great music to fuck to. Uh, it's it's just great music to do everything with. And shout out to The weekend. I thought he had a phenomenal year. I'm really happy for him. And he got really snubbed by the Grammys. But if you're giving me the option to perform at the Super Bowl or the Grammy Awards, uh, that's not a question. Number one. I have Joe Rogan, uh, number one, because this guy had a $100 million contract come to his table from Spotify. He's now exclusively on Spotify, uh, video and audio podcasts and stuff like that. He had Kanye West. He had Bill Burr on twice. He's had, I mean, I could just go, I mean, I could just look at all this guy's guests. I think he had Elon Musk yet again. Mm -hmm. Um, He had Alex Jones yet again. He's just, he's had a lot of guests. He moved to Austin, Texas from L.A. um, back in, I think it was May or June, Mm -hmm. and got settled. He had Dave Chappelle on the podcast, finally, who's never been on before. He's had a lot of guests this year that have come on. He made nine figures off his deal. He lives in Texas. That's all fucking, you know, no income state tax. That's probably mm-hmm. part of the reason he also moves. Is before that Spotify check hits, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Texas real quick. So I don't have to pay fucking new some of the motherfuckers half my shit. Um, I just think Joe Rogan's had a phenomenal year, and I think this is probably. I mean, he'd agree this is the biggest podcast year of his career. He still does the uh, UFC commentating and whatnot, and I know they've been out of the game for a little while because of COVID and stuff like that. But I think he's had the best year overall as far as success and money and stuff like that. And I want to give a shout out to all these guys, man. I, I think, I mean, except Jeff Bezos, because, you know, fuck you. But I think all these guys on my list had really phenomenal years. And I think they should be proud of the work they put in. Mm-hmm. Um, I know if I made as much money or had as much success as any of those guys have had, I probably wouldn't be feeling so bad either. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Joe Rogan, Weekend, Michael Jordan, Pete Davidson, all those guys. You guys had a phenomenal 2020. And then honorable mention, I put Patrick Mahomes. He got half a billion dollars from the Chiefs. Uh, he's in Head and Shoulders commercials, Campbell's commercials. I mean, Getting he's married. in. He, yeah, he got engaged. Uh, you know what? Actually, fuck Amazon. Mahomes is in my number five spot. Amazon will be the honorable mention. Patrick Mahomes, you're my number five spot. And of course, he got the Super Bowl MVP and got his first ring. And he's the new face of, of the NFL, and arguably maybe even the face of American sports. Yeah, I mean, it's him and LeBron. Those are yeah. the two most recognizable faces. He's the one that did the video to get the ball rolling for social injustice and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, he's the guy that Aaron Rodgers is passing the torch to for State Farm commercials. I think that much is obvious. Yeah. Um, he's throwing the little things behind his back or whatever it is. Uh, he's playing cornhole. Uh, yeah. You know, he's throwing the little, I don't know what those bags are called. Yeah. Uh, bean bags. Bean bag. um, you throw them behind his back and stuff like that. He's just, he's a fun guy. He looks like he's just a, a good guy to play with and whatnot. He's only throwing, like, what, five picks, six picks on the year? including three in the last game. He's just, he's phenomenal. And he's on his way to win the MVP. I, I think Rodgers deserves it a little more personally, but it's going to be Mahomes. I just know it is. Uh, so shout out to Patrick Mahomes. He's I'm, going I'm, to uh, run this league for the next 10 years. And that too. Yeah, as he's, long as they can keep that offense together. He's way better than Lamar. Yeah. He's way better than... Josh I mean, Allen, Baker. Yeah. Better than anybody. Real quick, uh, I forgot one winner. Okay. Panini. Panini America. Ah, uh, if you guys don't know Panini, they're the ones that make the majority of sports cards. When or before COVID hit, a box of a hobby box of Prism Football was one hundred and twenty-five dollars. 
a hobby box of 2019 Prism Football is now $1,300. Holy shit. So they have absolutely soared through the pandemic. Um, and I know it's a result of people just being bored of shit, not having much to do. Um, but I mean, anytime you can raise your markets like that, that you deserve a thumbs up in my opinion. I mean, that's over $1,000 per box. I mean, they're selling 12 box cases for 15 grand when they were selling for about two grand. And you may not get anything from yeah, those. Absolutely. That's, <laughs> that's the other thing. That's crazy. I mean, sure, you could get a card that's worth, you know, five grand, but you could also get something that's worth five cents. Right. So, I mean, yeah. it's all the gamble, but shout out to Panini. You guys killed it this year. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's uh, another honorable mention can be Panini. Um, yeah, I, I got nothing else to add on that one. I mean, that's definitely one of the few markets I've come back because of COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, a few have died, and a few came back, and a few soared. You know, Amazon, yeah. Apple, Panini. I mean, there's a few that have absolutely soared. Yeah. And then places like movie theaters, places like uh, dining restaurants. I mean, mm-hmm. those shits have fucking collapsed. Um, and shout out to all the small businesses and whatnot. Um, you'll hear more on that next week on the podcast. Uh, just a little tidbit of information. Let's go Worst 5. Okay. Worst 5 2020. I'll let you start first because I feel like I've been talking yet again for like 20 minutes. Who you got for your Worst 5 of 2020? When, when you say Worst 5, do you mean like you suck or do you mean like, man, just tough? Just like tough luck. Like, damn, man, they had a bad year, bro. Like, damn. Just like. San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> I mean, really, let's, 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 just go, let's just go ahead and say ACLs. ACLs had a really tough year. There was a game at, at, uh, in New York. Three ACLs were torn in one game. There's no reason that should happen. I don't know if it's a result of we need players to be playing on grass or we all need to play on turf, but three torn ACLs in one game should not happen. Um, And, I mean, the NFL, I mean, no matter what, they're going to have super high ratings. Everyone's going to watch it. But the 49ers were a team who were primed to make a deep NFC playoff run. But, I mean, their team looks completely different. And, I mean, it's it's just the NFL all year. There's been – you know, injuries. I mean, COVID, the COVID uh, is what it is. Like, that's that's going to be like that in every sport. But, I mean, just the injuries, I don't think I've ever remembered anything like this as far as injuries go. And it's, uh, it's sad to see players get carried off in carts. And, you know, when you see Joe Burrow's knee get Ugh. absolutely obliterated because his team fails to protect them. Um, and, I mean, it's, it's hard to watch because I, I, for one, I know you're kind of like me. I hate seeing injuries. Like, Especially when you yeah. can see stuff moving around. <sighs> I mean, it's like when KD rolled his rolled his Achilles down his leg. Oh, you know, Jesus no one, nobody Christ. wants to see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's one for me. I'll let I'll let you kind of. Do you have any more? I got I got to think for a second. Okay. All right. Um, so I'll, I'll give a couple and then we'll come back to you. Okay. So number five, I have myself. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put it out there. The podcast has finally been taken off a little bit. Uh, but Jesus Christ, has it been a tough fucking year as far as like mental health struggles and as far as just. Um, it's gotten good at the end of the year because I'm sober now and I, I'm back living with my parents again, of course, um, which I, I honestly don't mind. I, going back, I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I kind of felt like a loser kind of thing. But I, I also see the benefits of it. I'm around my family a lot more. You know, my dogs get to interact. They have like five acres to run around. There's just a lot of positives that come with it. Um, but it has been a tough ass year. I, I just I feel like I've gotten gut punch after gut punch. Uh, I want to say thank you to my former employer for um, – treating me at times the way you did. I feel like it made me a better person and a better worker. 
and uh, it helped me move on. I got a phenomenal job now. I'm not going to put where I work now, but it's a very lovely supermarket. I'm very happy about it. I'm very happy there. Good people, great benefits and stuff like that. Um, while there has been a lot of positives that have come out of this year, it has been one of the toughest years. I've gone back to school, got sober. You know, I've had to deal with like my dogs fighting with other dogs. There's just a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and I mean, some days are better than others, of course. I'm having a good day today and I am doing better. Um, but also, I'm not going to lie to you guys, man. Like, it's tough sending, like, uh, like chicks DMs and, like, they don't hit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, shooting the shot and that shit. And, and you know when you, like, hear the rim, like, yeah. clank? It's yeah. like, ooh, damn, I hit the backboard and the rim, dog. Yeah. Like, that was a clank. Like, it's, I mean, it, it just is what it is. I, I, she's out there somewhere. Um, but I'm going to say me for top, for worst five. I, I couldn't come up with many that had a worst 2020. Um than, than me personally, I don't really know too many people and stuff like that. I don't know anyone that uh, had a family member pass because of COVID and stuff like that. And uh, knock on wood for that. But yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm going to go with me with number five. Number four, the United States. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. I mean, how fucking bad are we going to handle this shit? I mean, it's just like, you know, it's all politicized. It was all for the election. It was all for fucking Biden to win. And I mean, I'm not a Republican. That's just, it is what it is. All this shit happened. So Biden could win the office. Um, and I mean, we just handled it poorly, man. I mean, there's almost 300,000 deaths associated with COVID at this point. And I mean, you can dispute the numbers. You can, you know, like, oh, it's, you know, they had conditions and stuff like that. But the fact of the matter is it's a real virus and we have handled it the worst of any fucking nation. Yeah. Finally, we have vaccines, even those aren't getting distributed very well. I saw where there was like two or three 18 wheelers coming to California. Here goes fucking Gavin Newsom wanting to be a dictator talking about, oh, well, we need to inspect them and make sure that, you know, they meet our standards and regulations. You know, what you know who isn't saying that the 49 other fucking states that are in america are not saying that um you have to keep them like a 90 below like celsius wise it's like mm-hmm. 120 degrees below fahrenheit which is i don't uh, how can you keep a vaccine that cold how can you inject someone with something that cold I, I don't i don't fucking know i don't plan on getting that shit i just don't and i'll put that out there right now i i just i'm not into it um but yeah, man, the U.S. had a tough year, bro. The small businesses, yep. people using credit for absolutely everything, and I'm one of those people. Um, I just feel like we have definitely suffered. We're losing the movie theater industry. That's just, yeah, it, it's, you know, that's a thing of the past at this point. My mom thinks concerts are a thing of the past. I don't think so because there's too much money in the music industry to be lost. Um, but I, I'm just happy there's a vaccine now, and people that want to get one can go get one. People that yeah. need one can go get one. Um, I'm not I'm not one to say that, you know, tell people what to do with their bodies and stuff like that. I just personally will not be getting one. Um, I try and take vitamins and keep myself safe and stuff like that at all times. And uh, going forward, I just I don't want something like this to ever happen again in our lifetime. I mean, it's like the amount of depression, the amount of addiction, mm-hmm. the amount of just pressure financially. I mean, thank God I didn't lose my job at any point. Thank God that, you know, I got a $1,200 stimulus check. You know, all this stuff, but also I just, I see things for what they are and I don't want to get into it right now because I'm not trying to be a controversial podcaster. I just want to have fun on this thing, but I definitely have my own thoughts and opinions on it and stuff like that. And a lot of it got politicized. A lot of it got, you know, for political gain and stuff like that. It's just really sad. The U.S. had an awful fucking year. Um, I'll take a moment to pause. Do you have anyone new? Anyone you can think of? Yeah. um, Sports venues. Sports venues are (sighs) taking a huge hit. I mean, because it's not just having fans in the arena. It's how many jobs those things have. I mean, you go to Golden One Center, there's probably a 1,000 people working a night, or at least a couple hundred. Um, and then, you know... At least. Yeah, and then you got parking garages. I mean, there's so much that ties into sports games, concerts, um, and that's just money that the, like, the, um, sorry, the sports industry is not going to see. 
and it's going to reflect how experiences go in the future when we are allowed back in the arena. It's not going to be the same. No. You know, it's going to be a little bit worse. It's going to be an adjustment period. But, I mean, they're, they've just hurt so much from this. Um, and I know it's, you know, the M- like the NBA, they, they're they the ones that, you know, are are not allowing anyone because football, most or not most teams, but some teams allow fans. Um, MLB, some teams allowed fans. But basketball, Adam Silver is the best commissioner in, in sports. That's true. Um, and he's, our, you know, he's like, nope, we ain't doing it. But, uh, no one can have fans. That's what I think I heard. I don't okay. know. It wouldn't surprise me if Florida's having fans because they don't. <laughs> Florida does their own thing. <laughs> and Texas. Yeah, and Texas, yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, sports <laughs> venues, it's just the jobs, the the money. It's just it's going to hurt our economy for a long time because I think it, take, it gets taken for granted how important those are just besides the entertainment factor. Um, Absolutely. And then another, another loser is um, – in my opinion, Major League Baseball had a terrible year. They had the really ugly di- dispute between the players and the union. Their ratings are going way down. I can't even sit and watch a baseball game anymore. There's no fans. There's no fans. And it's um, outdoor. You Most know, of it's, them. Yeah, and it's it's right in the summertime. It's hot. No one wants to sit in the sun. I think baseball is in a really, really dangerous place right now. And, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's going to not be a thing because it's always going to be a thing. But... Everyone, little kids right now don't watch baseball. Baseball's audience is, for the most part, old white men, thirty to forty years old and up. I used to be able to watch baseball games. I can't do it anymore. It's it's too boring. And I mean, after the way that they treated their players and this whole getting the season started, it was really ugly, and it it just really turned me off from the sport, honestly. And I I know it did that for a lot of other people too. Also, the way they just slapped the Astros on the wrist. Yeah, it's this Rob Manfred is. You talk about Adam Silver and Rob Manfred. Talk about two different bottom. worlds. Yeah, absolutely. Rob Manfred is the biggest pussy in the sports world industry. <laughs> I mean, the dude. I I don't. I just don't get it. I mean, there's there's proof of someone cheating to win a World Series, and you just you don't you don't you don't even find any of the players. It's just it's astronomical to me because Adam Silver. I mean, who knows what would have happened? He would have taken care of it, though. I know that for sure. The last guy that slipped up, he banned him for life. Yeah. Adam, Adam and he Silver said, "Just don't this. bring blacks to my games." Yeah, I'm not saying that's all he said, but that's that's. It's not like he cheated. It's not like he was. Oh God, dude. Yeah, I, I'm just brother on a Thor hammer on uh, on what, Donald Sterling. Is that his fucking name? Yeah, yeah, Donald there, that, Sterling. That, I just got chills thinking about that moment when Adam Silver says, "I'm banning him for life." It's just like, yeah, it's like, whoa, shit. Like, and he was commissioner for two months. Yeah. And then everyone's like, move and he nailed it. Yeah, and everyone was like golf clapping. He's nailed it ever since. Yeah, I mean, well, I, he, he, there's gonna be hiccups. The way that he handled the bubble, was, I'll I'll keep it to myself. Some of the stuff that happened this year, okay. but yeah, the way he handled the bubble was perfect. Great, I mean, that was great. Granted, it was hard for the players, but that's the only way you could have gotten it done, and they needed to get something done. Yeah. Um, and then. Another another tough year for me, not really a, like a loser year, but just the basketball community as a whole losing Kobe Bryant. That oh was I will never forget that day in my life. And I, yeah. you know, and I was never really a big Kobe fan. Like I, I'm not saying I hated the guy, um, but I just I'll never forget. I was sitting in my chair doing homework, and I update Twitter, and I see it, and I I just immediately like froze, and I'm like, there's no way this is real. And I mean, it it froze me for the rest of the day. And I mean, it's it's one of the all-time greats, 
and rest in peace because he's, you know, he's got a wife and a lot of daughters. I don't know a lot of daughters, but some daughters uh, three. left behind. Three he, daughters. He has three. Yeah, um, four in total. And not to not to forget about all the others that died in the crash. Um, just just a, a completely tragic day, and rest in peace. That's all I got. All I got to say about that. Real quick, because I never really gave uh, my story on kind of how that happened. I remember I woke up that day. And it was a really odd feeling day. It was gloomy outside. It was kind of like, you know, it was a Sunday. I don't think I had work until like 4 or 5 that night. Uh, still delivering pizza at the time. And I was just like, man, it's just it's a weird day. I don't know. I got to just, you know, I was like, you know, of course me at the time, I was like, let me just get high, forget about it, whatever. You know, the, that was my go-to at the time. I remember I went to the movie theater with a friend. We go in, right? And it was Bad Boys 3. And I remember we sat down and immediately I was like, I left my phone and keys in my car, and I locked my car. I was like, and he left his phone in the car as well. He stared at his phone to make sure, like, do I really want to leave this here? You, it was just one of those things where I was like, I probably should bring this, but I'll just leave it in your console. So neither of us had phones. I didn't have my keys. And he was like, well, you better figure this shit out before the movie starts. I said, cool, bet, whatever. I, I feel that. So I go to the, the lady that takes your tickets and, like, throws them in the little whatever the hell. I'm like, hey, like, check this out. Like, my keys are in the car, both our phones. I'm like, I just need a phone to call real quick. So I call my mom two or three times. My ass didn't leave a message like I should have. You know, she didn't recognize the number. She didn't pick it up. Mm-hmm. You know, so I called two or three times. Try calling, you know, grandma two or three times. They didn't pick up. So I'm like, fine. I'm, like, panicking, right? Just not a great start to the day, in other yeah. words. Eventually, you know, mom came and they got the person to come and, like, you know, do the thing where they blow, they put the airbag in your door and blow it up mm-hmm. and then bust it open. Got to it, right? Go to my phone. And, I mean, it's like, you know, you, Seth, Steve, my buddy Felipe, you know, um, Travis, Zach. I mean, everyone I know and love is hitting me up. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And, you know, the little face ID unlocks and everything is like, damn, rest in peace, Kobe. I can't believe this, blah, 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 blah. Have you seen this shit? Da, da, da. Because it was in my car for three or four hours at this point. Mm-hmm. And the movie started at 1030. It was over at like one o'clock. So by the time we went in, it was, you know, about three hours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no fucking way. I'm like, I don't believe this shit. Everyone's trolling. Everyone's, you know, I'm, I'm like, everyone got it wrong. You know, there's yeah. no fucking way. Everyone saw a, tw- a fake Twitter post or something. So I go, and of course on Yahoo, first thing, you know, it's like basketball superstar Kobe Bryant dead at, you know, f- uh, I think it was 41 or something like mm-hmm. that. For, and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. So, you know, I start replying to everybody and stuff like that. And I tell my buddy, I was just like, hey, like Kobe died, bro. And, I, I, and no one texted him about it. He was on his phone. He, he fucking, he had no idea. And, uh, you know, I just, I remember that that drive home was just fucking awful. It was just like, it felt like the world was like standing still. Absolutely. At least the sports world was. Like driving home, I was like, there's really no one on the freeway. It's still cloudy and gloomy. You know, like we just had to go through all that bullshit to get like our own phone and keys back. And it was just like, damn, dog. Like this is You can almost compare it to when the sports world halted when the COVID, when COVID started. When the NBA canceled their season. It kind of felt like that. Yeah, it did. It felt like everything paused for a good amount of time. I could easily go on the record and say March 11th was the worst fucking day of the entire year for me yeah. personally. I remember I woke up that day at like 3.30, 4 a.m., couldn't go back to bed. You know me, getting high as fuck. Got to a work meeting, uh, decided to call out a general manager of mine, which is a wonderful idea to do at your employer. And uh, that didn't go over well with the rest of the group. I probably should have did that like one-on-one. Uh, you know, that's, that's how those things work. And uh, nope, decided to call them out in front of the entire company, basically, of people that mattered. And I remember... I was like, fuck, man, whatever. I remember I went, and I didn't work at the supermarket at the time, so I went and got groceries and shit. And I'm just giving my life story because it's like, fuck it, we have time. 
And uh, it just wasn't a great day. I remember I went to work later on that day and uh, found out Rudy Gobert tested positive. And so everyone's kind of scrambling, like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And um, first of all, the World Health Organization declared it was a pandemic. They said COVID-19 is now in, I think, 23 different countries. Uh, like Uruguay had a case. Mm-hmm. Chile had a case. Like, all these countries have, like, four or five cases. And, you know, it all started in China. And this shit's just spreading like wildfire, right? They say it's a pandemic. It's for real this time. The NBA cancels the fucking season, like, an hour later after they declare it's a pandemic and Rudy Gobert tests positive. And I just remember I was like, damn, dude, this is like the shittiest day I can remember. Because, like, we didn't know the NBA was coming back at the time. We had yeah. no idea. Uh, March Madness got canceled the next day. NFL was not in season at the time. MLB delayed their season the next day. March 11th was easily the worst fucking day of the entire year. If you, anyone remembers anything about that day, it was a Wednesday. And it was just god-awful, dude. I just remember I was just high the whole fucking time. And I was just depressed about everything. And I'm I remember sure. I, was, I was watching the, uh, the Thunder and Jazz game that was set to tip off before... Gobert tested positive, and, you know, there's just the delay. Everyone's – they're waiting for tip-off. Everyone's sitting on the court, and we're all just like, you know, what the hell is going on? And, you know, they show replays of Chris Paul and uh, SGA going over to the Jazz bench to say what's up, and all the players are like, no, like, stay away from us. And it's like, you know, like, what the hell is going on? And then all of a sudden they all just run off the court, and the announcer says, you know, please exit the arena in an orderly manner. You are safe. And I'm like, fuck, is, like someone, is there a shooter or something? That's what I thought. Yeah, and it's like – and then it comes out that Rudy Gobert tested positive, and I'm like, and I remember I was like, shit, this that's not that's not good. Something's like this is gonna get bad. And then the Kings were set to play that night, and the same thing happened to them. They were sitting on the court, they were warming up, getting ready to play the Pelicans, and it came out that an official had to or uh, refereed the last Jazz game, so they decided not to play that game, and it was the same thing. Everyone just was on the court warming up, and then all of a sudden, off the court. And I mean, it was just. It, it, like you said, terrible day. I mean... It was surreal. Yeah, it, it, was, was, it, it literally was like, what the fuck? It's a Twilight Zone moment. Like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. You 100%. know? Because it, it's like, yeah, I thought it was a shooter in the Thunder Jazz game. I was like, yeah. there's like a mass shooting or something just happening outside of the building. Mm-hmm. They're getting everyone the fuck out of there. They're just going to delay the game a day or two. Yeah. You know, whatever the hell. And then, yeah, it comes out where Rudy Gobert has corona. It's crazy thinking back about all this shit now. Yeah. We haven't really deep dived like this on the pod, but, I mean, mm-hmm. this is what 2020 has been like. I mean, yeah. it started with Kobe. March, COVID hits. The whole fucking country shuts down. I think March 16th, that's when Trump comes out and says, okay, all shopping malls, dining restaurants, all you guys got to fucking close. Close your doors. And if you want to take out, that's fine, but you close your fucking business. You know, the economy fucking stumbles, mumbles, and tumbles into the fucking Great Recession type shit. Unemployment numbers hit an all-time high in the country, which is crazy to think about. Um, it's like Jesus Christ dude what the fuck is going on right now 10 days later there's stimulus checks they signed the deal for 2 trillion dollars we found out that's not worth much for us as as citizens it's more so for the big business people and stuff like that and you know there's places that haven't opened up since I mean there's a lot of gyms and stuff in Southern California there's a lot of places that even though they go outside or try and do that they haven't opened in 9 months movie theaters have been closed the whole time I remember I went to the movies when they first opened for like two weeks in Reading uh, to see Tenet, uh, the Christopher Nolan movie with uh, Denzel's son and Robert Pattinson. And it was a great movie, but I remember it was just, it was sad being there that day. First of all, I was by myself. And second of all, it's like you have to wear a mask unless you're eating. So I decided to eat the whole fucking time because that, you know, me. And, the, you know, like the, you can't have two people on either side of you in seats and like there's like squares and like X's on the ground to stand and... You know, the concession is, like, super slow. There's tons of people in there. It was just like, dude, this is so fucking crazy. Like, this is so sad. Yeah. But it's like it's just so fucking crazy, just like, this whole year and whatnot. Um, do you have any other people for your list, by chance? Nah. 
I'm going to make these next two click, and then number one, number one's going to be a little fun. So number three, Uncle Ben. Man, that's some good rice. I love Uncle Ben rice. You ever had Uncle Ben rice? Mm -hmm. It's pretty good stuff, man. Uncle Ben, right after the George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, uh, Breonna Taylor shootings and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's like there was a lot of um, stuff going on, a lot of reparations and stuff like that, a lot of people uh, really deciding their fate. I mean, even the guy that voiced Cleveland on Family Guy, who was, yeah. who's always been a white guy, gave mm -hmm. up his role. And the guy that does it now does a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he is a black gentleman. I forget his name. I do, I watch the show still. I, mm -hmm. I just, I love Family Guy. Uh, it gives me a good laugh whenever I need one. Um, but Uncle Ben, dude, I, they're done with Uncle Ben. It's racist. Um, and the reason why it's racist is because Uncle Ben was a slave in Alabama back in the 1900s and 1910s, and that's who they named the brand after. Same with my number two pick, Aunt Jemima. Uh, she was a cook. She, uh, I think, initially made syrups, and then it became like pancake mix and stuff like that. She was also a slave back before... Um, the Martin Luther King stuff and whatnot happened like the 30s and 40s. So they're just naming products and naming stuff after all these slaves and stuff like that. And it's just not right. I mean, they're mm -hmm. making money off the backs of these people. Their families aren't seeing really any of it. And I agree. I mean, I don't know what they're going to call these companies going forward. It kind of reminds me of when IHOP wanted to be the International House of Burgers. That was really weird. Uh, IHOB. I was like, that's not going to stick. This kind of reminds me of it. It's like all these companies have to like switch logos and switch names now. And it's like, I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, I got those for three and two. I already know who number one is. I don't even, I don't even got to ask. <laughs> number one's the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, my goodness gracious. Where do I start? Like, I'm going to sit back and like, yeah, <laughs> where, where do I start, Clippers? You guys got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Friday, July 5th, 2019. Here comes Alan Seth, right? Oh, they got Kawhi. Are you scared yet? No, not scared. I don't have anything to be scared of. Ten minutes later, they get Paul George. They got Kawhi and Paul George. Some, I don't think your team's really going to be in it. I think they have a way better team. They got Pat Bev. They got Sweet Lou. They got Montrez. They have a deep team. Everyone's talking all this shit, right? Clock turns 2020. The Clippers constantly rested Kawhi and Paul George. And... When the season shut down in March, they weren't playing that well. They just came off a Sunday home game, which, I mean, it's the, they were playing the Lakers. It really wasn't a home game. The Lakers run LA. They were coming off a home loss to the Lakers. LeBron had like 35. He had a triple-double. Anthony Davis looked great. You could just tell this team's success was going downhill quick. Season's canceled, whatever. We come back. Matras Harrell has to go. I think uh, his grandma passed away. Rest in peace to his grandma. Um, he went away for 10 days. Lou Will had like a coach or something like that um, that died. It wasn't his grandma. I know I said that in the Pandemic P episode. It was Matras's grandma that passed. Uh, Lou Will had like a mentor, a, co a high school coach or something like that that passed. He went to uh, do all that. Next thing we know, he's with Jack Harlow at Magic City having and buffalo them, wings. Getting them sweet lemon pepper Lou wings. <laughs> Having them lemon pepper, buffalo, whatever the hell he's having, probably with some blue cheese or some shit. He's having his wings. He's probably drinking a Coke while he's at it. You know, getting ass all on his face. You know, I mean, good for Lou Will. You know what I mean? But it's like you're in the middle of a pandemic and a season. Yeah. Uh, so what the fuck are you doing? And then it starts coming out. You know, they don't look great. They lose to the Lakers first game back in the bubble. It's like, oh, okay, you know. Luka Doncic, game four, hits the game-winning shot. Over, I think it was PG and Kawhi, same way Devin Booker did, or was it over? I think it was over uh, Jermichael Green or something like that. Uh, whoever, whoever the fuck it was, he wore a Clippers uniform. 
And, you know, here comes Marcus Smart, you know, he starts, or uh, Marcus Morris, sorry, Marcus Smart, he probably would too. Um, <laughs> Marcus Smart. Here comes Marcus Morris talking about, you know, fuck Luca, fuck the Mavs, you know, uh, and then, you know, Montrose Harrell, bitch ass white boy, which is so funny. <laughs> you ever been called that in a game? No. No? no. <laughs> bitch ass white boy. <laughs> Oh, it's the funniest insult ever, dude. That shit makes me laugh so hard. So he has to go apologize to Luca's face before game six. They beat the Mavs, but barely beat him. They're up three to one on the Denver Nuggets. Game five, 19 point lead. Game six, 13 point lead. Game seven, 11 point lead. Blow every last one of those leads. Paul George hitting the side of the backboard. Doc Rivers folding his arms like Tyron Lue, not saying shit. The Clippers lose Montrez Harrell in free agency. Will they get beat by the Nuggets? We'll go there. Two weeks later, their worst nightmare, the Lakers win the title, LeBron James finals MVP. The worst nightmare for a Clipper fan. I mean, it is. It's it, it gives me a belly laugh, just like Dan Bailey missing field goals does. I mean, it makes me so fucking happy. They lose Montrez Harrell in free agency. They sign Serge Ibaka. Uh, Jermichael Green goes to Denver, says, I'm going to Denver because the Clippers have no heart and I actually want to win. I'm not a paraphrase. That's what he said. That's what he said about the Los Angeles Clippers. Doc Rivers gets fired. Tyron Lue is now the head coach. Tyron Lue only won a title because he had the second greatest player to ever pick up a basketball on his team. Steve Ballmer is going to... He bought the forum from James Dolan. He's going to tear down the forum, which... Uh, whatever, man. I, I do what you want. I, I mean, he's trying to ruin Laker history doing that. He's going to build an arena next to SoFi Stadium. You're going to be the little brother as a team. You're going to be the little brother as a stadium. And you're going to be the little brother always in the city of Los Angeles. None, of, like no other team besides maybe the 49ers in 2020 had more expectations and failed to not even exceed but meet them as much as the Los Angeles Clippers did. Los Angeles Clippers, you guys are not going to win the finals next year. You know why? Because you have Tyron Lewis, your head coach. George Paul still the second best player. I've been saying this for months and months and months. Trade him to Brooklyn. Get Allen. Get Levert. Get Dinwiddie. Get the first or second rounder. Do what you got to do. They're not going to do that. They gave Paul George five years, $226 million. They are shivering in their fucking boots the way I've never seen a team do it before. Steve Ballmer, this is panic mode time. Your team, if they go up in flames like I predict they will, we'll do an NBA preview here soon. I know the season starts like in five days. We'll figure it out sometime. Mm -hmm. um, once your team goes up in flames come next May or June, I'm going to laugh. I'm, it's going to be wonderful. I'm going to come right back in here. We're going to talk about Paul George yet again. And I'm, I'm just going to eviscerate. I'm going to just have a total slashing and lashing of your franchise. Um, and I like Steve Ballmer. Shout out to Steve Ballmer. He seems like a great guy, a great fan. You know, he still has Microsoft uh, stock and stuff going on. He still makes tons of money from it. Um, so good for him. And he helped, you know, further um, technology and stuff like that for America. Well, I mean, you know, you got to give him some of his props. Uh, if Bill Gates was the face, he did all the legwork. Steve Ballmer did. So um, I just don't think the Clippers are going to do anything. And I think you guys had the worst 2020 of anyone that I can remember. And I don't actually mean that, but that's just for the podcast sake and just sports-wise sake. Uh, and I would say the 49ers, but the Niners had their injuries They've gotten knocked down. They're dicks in the dirt. I don't have to. I don't have to eviscerate the 49ers. Yeah. They did it to themselves. The Clippers. Paul George said, "Doc Rivers treats me like I'm Ray Allen, and JJ Redick." You know what Ray Allen and JJ Redick are? Hall of Fame shooters. 
So if you're getting treated like that in the offense, it's probably for a good reason. Probably because he knows you can't create much offense for yourself. Um, I'm not here to eviscerate today. I, I mean, the season hasn't started, and I mean, the Lakers are still champs until the season tips off. I can't wait for Tuesday. Lakers Clippers just lead the season off yet again. Do you have anything to say about the LA Clippers, man? No. <laughs> <laughs> Clippers, you have the worst 2020 of any team I know as far as expectations and not meeting them. And it's the funniest shit on the entire planet, and I'm just really happy about it. Uh, do you have anyone else in your worst five you want to point out, anything like that? No, that's it. That's it? Yeah. All right. Week 15 picks. Let's get to week 15 picks. So, week 14. That's what happened in week 14. Let me get to it. So, week 14, uh, we did them at 10.02 a.m. because we were running late. On podcast time, and, you know, Al had a really fun night the night before, so we had to really hurry up and do what we had to do. Um, week 14, Seth and Matt were 11-5. and five. I went 9-7. and seven. Al went 8-8. Eight and eight. Standings on the year. I am 8-6. and six. Seth and Al are 5-9. and nine, And Matty Ice is 3-11. and 11. And then overall win-loss records, I am 132-75. and 75. Seth is 125-82. and 82. Al is 120-87. And Matt is 118 and 89. I'm trying really hard. I have three weeks left to not get 100 losses on the year. That's my goal. I don't want to hit 100 losses on the year. That'd be a really nice stat if I could do that. I think Seth could pull that off too. Um, if you have great weeks, maybe you can too. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. You'd be right in it if you didn't pick the Jets and Bengals every week. <laughs> I mean, you'd have a better record than I would. Yeah, I don't know what I've been doing. <laughs> so let's get into it, man. Thursday night football coming up tonight. Uh, apparently no Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. We got Chargers at Raiders. Raiders are missing like half their defense tonight, right? Something like that. They're always missing half their defense. I'm going to take the Chargers. You got Chargers? Yeah. Raiders have been spiraling lately. Raiders have been spiraling, but I just have a feeling they're going to pull this one out tonight. And it's probably just me being a blind-ass fucking fan. I got Vegas. I, I got Raiders on that one. Um, the NFL, for whatever reason, has given us two Saturday games. I don't know if you saw this on the schedule. We have two Saturday games, which, I mean, I don't mind. I might be over Saturday watch football with you guys. They're both decent games. They're not the best games at all. But 1.30 p.m. on Saturday, we've got Bills at Broncos. Bills. Yeah. Mile High is always a tough place to win, but I'm taking the Bills. I'm going to go Buffalo as well. That team's rolling Yeah. ever since the Hale Murray game, which they, yeah. they should have won. Yeah. Uh, they've looked phenomenal. Josh Allen looks like he should be in the MVP conversation with mm-hmm. Rodgers and Mahomes. Saturday, 5-15, speaking of Rodgers, we got Panthers at Packers. Come on now. <laughs> Green. If, if Devontae Adams could not have a big week, that'd be cool. Oh, yeah, because Torres, 19. Yeah. yeah. I, I need Rodgers to put up 30. I got highly sought after yet again, and he beat me by that much last time, so I need to have a good week against him. Uh, Sunday slate, we got plenty of morning games like Al loves. We have, first of all, Texans at Colts, 10 a.m. I'm going to take Colts. Talk about teams that are spiraling. Texans are spiraling. Yeah, Texans look really bad last week. I got Colts as well. They're at home. I, I don't... Deshaun's probably going to have a good game. I can see him having a bounce-back game. But, yeah. I mean, Will Fuller's out for the year. He got uh, Kiku Kuti. Kiki Kuti. I don't even know. No David Johnson. Surprise. <sighs> no David. <laughs> Lions or Titans? Uh, Titans. I have Tennessee as well. Derrick Henry. I mean, flipping a switch. It's like when week 12 or 13 occurs, he just flips a switch. Nobody wants to tackle him. Yeah. Everyone's worn down. Everyone's injured, everyone's hurt, everyone's tired. And here go the Titans yet again. I think they've won two or three in a row at this uh, point. Derrick Henry should be in the MVP conversation. He won't win it, though. He won't win it, but he should be in the conversation. He should be. He might get to 2,000 rushing yards. How, really? He's at like 15-something. He did have if like 230 he, he, last week. If he has three really good weeks, he could very well get to 2,000. He has to average 170 a week. Which, I mean, if anyone could do it, it's going to be him. 
I guess the Lions at home too. He could easily have 170. Oh yeah. I, I could see them trying to push him to 2,000. If he gets to 2,000, I might I might say he's my MVP personally. Um, Bears at Vikings. Bears looked good last week. Uh, is it where is that? Maserati, Mitch, uh, Minnesota. I'm gonna take Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota on that one. Yeah. If it was in Chicago, I'd probably take Chicago. Minnesota hasn't looked good. They beat the Bears already this year. Um, I'm gonna go Minnesota. I might change my pick. I don't know. I Dalvin. think Maserati Mitch had a fluky game last week. Dalvin, I need you, please. Yeah, I mean it's like the Bears gotta be able to stop Dalvin, and they usually do a good job of that. But we'll see about that. And whenever they stop Dalvin, Jefferson and Thielen have amazing games. I mean the last game they had against them, Jefferson had like 11 catches, like 170 yards, a couple touchdowns. Jefferson went off. Uh, next we got Seahawks at Washington. I'm gonna go Washington football team. I am too. I'm going Washington football team. The Seahawks are not impressive. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I'm mean, talking about a team that's spiraling. I mean, what the fuck's going on? I yeah. mean, you have DK Metcalf, who's the most talented receiver in the league probably. Um, that's a guy that we didn't bring up as far as – I know he's not a rookie this year, but as far as best young receivers in the league, DK yeah. is right there. I mean, oh, he should absolutely. go second or third round in fantasy next year Yeah. Um, at best. Patriots and Dolphins. The Finns. Got the Finns. Hey, I, to- I told you on this podcast Brian Flores would be the next great coach. You did. I, I-, I believe he- you. he is – yeah. Living up to the hype. You guys don't like Tua, though. You guys aren't Tua fans. I, I'm not big on Tua. Yeah. I don't think he's, like, the franchise guy. I think he's a game manager. I think so, too. Yeah. He's not the franchise guy, but that defense is really good. And, I mean, good for Seth. He has Cam Newton this week. So, it's like, Jesus Christ. I got Miami. Patriots aren't going to do shit, man. They got absolutely stomped by the Rams. And the Rams look really good. I could even make a case they could win the NFC this year. But I, I, the I don't. The is tough to stop if they're rolling. Yeah. And, I mean, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. I mean, just, just those two. It's yeah. Have fun. Jalen uh, Ramsey erases a receiver. Say it again? I said Jalen Ramsey literally erases your best receiver. Yeah. He's it's like he's not even there. Uh, I don't know why I took the Patriots last week. That was awful. That was an awful pick. Uh, Jags or Ravens? Your Jags. You know, Jaguars. You know what? I'm going to go Jags. Really? Minshew, oh, dude, come on. Minshew's back, dude. This is what he did last year. Oh, my God, dude. Why Ra- do you do Ra- this to yourself? The Ravens are going to be flying high. They're coming in all. Dude, if we had money on this season, there's no way you'd be taking these games. <laughs> There's, I'm going Baltimore, dude. I'm not. I'm not doing this. I'm not having a discussion about this. Uh, Bucks and Falcons. Bucks. Got the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's in Atlanta. I don't think Tampa's looked all that hot. <sighs> then again, the Bucks play really good on the road. Like really, really good on the road. Can they stop Calvin Ridley and Julio? Is the question. Julio was out last week, right? Yes. I don't know if he's playing this week or not. I'm gonna go Atlanta. I'm gonna go Atlanta on that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chance on that one. Is, how many have we done different? I guess we're same on every. Oh, the first tonight we're different. So yeah, that's that's not too bad. We have three different so far. Last morning game. This game's usually like a all time classic. Uh, 49ers or Cowboys? Uh, I'm gonna take the Niners. Both those teams' favorite rivals. Yeah, I'm taking the Niners. I'm taking Dallas. There's no fucking way I'm taking Nick Mullins. That guy looks like he doesn't even want to be on the field. It looks like he knows he doesn't deserve to be on the field. I'm not trying to shit on Nick Mullins, but, it, I mean, come on, man. And I, I just don't like his face. He's like Mitchell Trubisky. I just, I'm not a big fan of his face. Uh, all right, we have three afternoon games. First one is Eagles at Cardinals. Jalen Hurts against Kyler. It's going to be a good game. I'm going to go Jalen Hurts. You go Jalen? Yeah. Really? Yep. Okay, all right. Arizona hasn't looked too hot in the last yeah, few weeks and whatnot. They've been struggling. Um... I'm going to go Arizona, though. I'm going to go Arizona. I, I could easily see Philly going on there and winning. And it's do or die time for them. They have to win out to make the playoffs. And, yeah. I mean, it's either, excuse me, going to be them or Washington. I think Washington has this game in the bag against Seattle, though. I think Philly so. has to stay right there with them if they want to make the playoffs this year. Um, I have Cardinals, though, on that one, personally. I might change that one. 
Uh, Jets or Rams? I'm taking the Rams. Come on. I, I ain't doing the Jets anymore. Yeah, okay. That, thank God. Thank God. Because that did not work out well at all. I was just I was just hoping. <laughs> I almost called it against the Raiders. It should have happened. Almost doesn't count. Well, yeah, I know. But, you know. <laughs> Game of the week. Uh, we have Chiefs at Saints. Thank God, dude. Fucking hey, These games are not that great. We got Chiefs at Saints. I don't know why they're not flexing this out for Sunday night, because Sunday night's fucking terrible. But... Chiefs. You got Chiefs? Yeah. I ain't taking no Taysom Hill. You got taking Taysom Hill. Uh, Chiefs have lost one game this year. I think they're due for one. I got New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans is coming off a loss themselves. I don't think they're going to drop two in a row. And there's a chance Drew Brees plays this week. I might change If Drew Brees if... plays, I might change my pick. Yeah. If Drew Brees comes back... Um, I'm definitely staying with the Saints. If not, then I'll, I'll contemplate before Sunday. But I think the Saints could pull this one out. I think Chiefs are due for a loss. I don't see them finishing 15-1. and one. I don't think they're that great. They should have lost to Miami. They've been on the road a lot. This is their fourth road game in the last five weeks. Wow. Um, they're finishing up the year with two home games. So that's good for them. They, you know, they're probably going to lock up the number one seed in the AFC and be, yeah, be at home for a month, month and a half at a time. But I think this is their second and final loss on the year. I, I wish they would flex this out too, but I got Saints. Sunday Night Football, what's the NFL doing? Hopefully they fix this. Browns at Giants. That's terrible. Yeah. The Browns, fuck's going yeah. on? Give me the Browns. Come on, man. I mean, they flexed out the Raider Buck game for Seahawks Cardinals. You can't flex us out for Chiefs Saints? Like, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ, man. I got Cleveland, dude. I am not. I will not be trying to watch this game, that's for sure. Uh, a lot of these games are boring. I'm going to have to take a nap at your house on Sunday. A lot of these games are really bad. Monday Night Football, this game's not great either, dude. We're finishing up very weak this week. Uh, no puns. Steelers and Bengals. Yeah, I'll take the Steelers. Steelers have dropped two in a row. It's time to get back on track. No Joe Burrow for the Bengals. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. So, let's see who had different picks. So, me and you are different. You have Chargers. I have Raiders tonight. We both have Buffalo. We both have Green Bay. We both have Indy. We both have Tennessee. We both have Minnesota. We both have the Washington Football Organization. We both have the Finns. I have Ravens. You have your Jags. You're being a homer on that one. I get it. Uh, I have the Falcons for now. You have Bucks. I have Cowboys. You have Niners. I have Cardinals. You have Eagles. We both have the Rams. I have Saints. You have Chiefs. We both have Cleveland. We both have Pittsburgh. So in the afternoon, we got, I think all three of those games were different. Okay. Yeah, a lot of those games were different. So we got four or five different games this week. It should be a good week. Um, hour 16, man. We got a few seconds till it's hour 17. Anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to shout out, talk about on the pod today? 2021, let's get it. 2021 can't come fast enough. Um, like I said, I'll have a pod next week, not with Al, but we should try and get back in here at least one more time or at least maybe at your house or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can only schedule twice a month here, which sucks. But um, if you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening. We'll be back one more time before the end of the year's up. And if we are not, then have a good 2021, uh, which, I mean, we'll be there in 2021. But uh, have a good New Year's and stuff like that. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, too. Enjoy I don't know it. if we're going to be back before Christmas. So um, if we are, awesome. But if not, Merry Christmas. Have a good holiday, and we will see you guys later.